Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. We're back in the book of Genesis. We have been, we're now taking a shift from a story of the events of the world and people who lived and died and big things. And now we're drilling down into a personal story of a man and his family. And uh, um, as McGee points out, uh, Abram and... uh, his name was later changed to Abraham, you know, and he married Sari, and uh, her name is uh, later changed to Sarah. Um, Ab- Abram, Abraham, Abram at this point, we'll call him, um, you could argue that he's probably the mo- one of the most or the most famous man who ever lived. I mean, his name is remembered in Christianity. His name is remembered in um, the Jewish uh, faith. His name is remembered in the Quran for the Islamic faith. His name is in ancient books in, in Egypt. And there's a bunch of ancient books that he appears in. And from the text, uh, from my study Bible, from the Dilbat, I'm not quite sure what that is. That's an ancient text. Um, and uh, other names, um, he is he is known in, in a lot of other little uh, other other religious texts from the time. So, and as McGee points out too, you can go out into regions of the world, throughout Africa or different places, and people know. Abraham, and they don't know who the latest movie star is. They might not know who the latest, um, you know, sports figure is or celebrity, but they know Abraham. And a hundred years will go by, and people will still know Abraham. They 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 won't know who the latest movie star is. You could go a hundred years backwards in time, and there was a latest movie star and a latest sports figure then, and we don't even remember who they are half the time. But a hundred years ago, they they knew who, who Abraham was, and a hundred years ahead, which is the present day, we still know who Abraham is. So, 
This is where it all starts. You got Abraham and then Isaac and Jacob and then Joseph. These are called the patriarchs of the Bible. These are the great foundations, the great um, people of stories that we'll, we're going to be reading about. So we'll jump right in and we'll make some pointers on Abraham because uh, God gives him a, um, a challenge and um, it's a test of faith. And as my study Bible says, in order to really obey somebody, in order to obey God, Abram must trust God. Uh-huh. So, in other words, obeying with faith requires trust. So, again, we, we hear Abram was, because of his great faith, Abram was a man of faith. But in order to obey God with faith, we're going to pay we're going to point out this morning that you got to have trust. So, let's jump right in. Chapter 12 verse 1, now the Lord said to Abram, "Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed this here is the beginning of God's plan this is the begin this is pointing to the gospel how is he going to do this he's going to bless all these people in the future through Jesus Christ this is this is the beginning of how God's going to redeem the world. God had, didn't come up with the idea for Jesus later on down the road. This is God's original plan. And so, for this to occur, Abram has to let go of everything to trust God. He has to obey God. He has to have faith. And he also has to have trust. You have faith inside how do you know somebody has faith? By looking at their life and seeing the manifestations of the faith in what they do. You can say somebody's got faith, but it's according to how much trust you put in there that you see really what faith is made out of. So go and I will show. So in other words, you go, but you allow me to show you the blessing. Okay? So you have to go, you have to obey, but let God do the work. God's going to do the work. He's going to take care of everything. All you got to do is go and trust me. God says, I'm going to make you the great nation, not yourself, because you can't do it by yourself. And I will bless you. I will do the blessing around here. Not by how much money you can make. Not by all the effort you can do. The You know, if you work, work, work to get blessing, no. Allow me to bless you. Your name, we all crave a good name, don't we? I'll make your name great. You trust me. Everybody around you may look look at you like you're a fool. Allow me to make your name great. 
not yourself. I will make you a, na a great nation. I will bless you. And I will make your name great. Those are things that I will do for you. I will do the blessing around here. So that you will be a blessing. Now you may not know it, but you can't be a blessing unless I bless you first. And you let me do in you what I need to do. Then you will be a blessing. You can't go around doing things considering yourself a blessing to others because of things that you did. No, no. Don't fall in that trap. You'll be a blessing through your faith and through your trust in me. You'll be the blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In you. What does that mean? In you is, is sort of this phrase, this concept that my study Bible says that it's like the beginning of in Christ. You know, in you, in Christ we're saved. In you. Being in Christ. That's in you, in your faith in your obedience, in your trust, my blessings can produce fruit. It's like the gospel message here. In you, in your faith, the faith that you have in me will be the same faith that Christ will allow others to have access to me through this faith. Verse 4, So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Now, maybe that's one way of looking at it, or maybe Lot wasn't supposed to go with him. Um, McGee points out that maybe Lot wasn't supposed to go with him, and uh, so Abram didn't quite obey God, like God's telling him. I'm not sure. My study Bible points out that, you know, he may have been responsible for Lot following the death of Lot's father, uh, Haran. Um, so we don't know. So uh, in any event, Abram was 75 years old when he departed from uh, Haran. And remember, they had left the land of Ur. They were supposed to go to Canaan, but... Um, Abraham's father, Terah, um, said we can get as far as uh, Haran there, and uh, that then uh, Terah died, so perhaps maybe Terah couldn't make the trip. So now Abram is uh, finishing this original um, promise that God was going to give them the land of Canaan. Uh, Canaan. I don't want to say Canaan because that reminds me of Cain and Abel. I think it's spelled Canaan, C-A-N-A-A-N, Canaan, Canaan. So, a verse five, chapter twelve, and Abram took Sari, his wife, Lot, 
who is his, uh, looks like his brother's son, which is Lot's, his nephew, and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people that they had acquired in Haran. So in other words, they probably hired some people to help them move stuff or to help them with all their, you know, um, animals, things like that. Um, and they set out to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shlem, to the oak of Morah. Okay, now Shlem, I'm not pronouncing this right, I know, but Shehem, maybe it's pronounced Shehem. Um, um, this is down in the, looks like a place in modern day Israel. Um, to the oak of Morah, at that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Now, the Canaanites were people who were living there, and again, these guys were the descendants of Noah's son, Ham. And remember, they uh, Noah had cursed these guys that they were going to be subservient to um, the people of of the of their brothers and Shem, the house of Shem would be the ultimate uh, house. So uh, the Canaanites were there. Verse seven: The Lord appeared to Abram and said, "To your offspring I will give this land." Okay. So he built there an altar to the Lord. Now, as McGee points out, Abram is a an altar builder. He builds wherever he sets his tent. He puts an altar up so he can worship God. And uh, so this is where the land's going to be. Now, it, it doesn't look really good for Abram right now on the, on the worldview, you know. A big nation's going to come from him, and uh, the land that he gets promised is already full of people who are um, not of the people he's supposed to build the nation for, you know. They're saying, well, we own this land, you know. And so it, it puts Abram... It sort of pits him against the people that are there. So there's some tension there. And there's also some tension probably with sorry, because sorry, you can't bear children. And he's already pretty old. He's 75 years old when, he's, when he left uh, Haran. Okay, so he's kind of an older gentleman. You've got a wife that can't bear children, and you're, you've come all this way. And now you get to the land that God's promising you, and it's full of people who are not very, you know, you know. McGee says these are these are probably an uncivilized group, and uh, it doesn't look good. And what does he do? He builds an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Verse eight. From there he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai. Ai on the east, and there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on, still going toward the the Negeb. I believe the Negeb is translated meaning to the south. So that's where we that's where uh, Abram is looking. Um, and then we get a little twist in the story. Verse 10, now 
There was a famine in the land. So now we got something else, you know, and God said, I'm going to take care of you. But you come all this way, wife can't have children, land's full of Canaanites. Now there's famine. So Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to Sari, his wife, I know that you're a woman in beautiful appearance. We're going we're gonna to stop there. A little teaser for maybe next week. But he's going down to Egypt because there's famine. And his wife apparently is beautiful. She can't have children. They don't look like they have children. And Abram now is trying to take care of his family, it looks like. You got famine. And it doesn't look, according to McGee, he's not supposed to go to Egypt. That's He's leaving the promised land that God gave him in, in Canaan. And he goes to where he thinks is going to be more secure, Egypt. So isn't it interesting that we got famine to worry about, food, and our security we worry about, being secure from famine, being secure from... Perhaps in the land of Egypt, there's people we're worried about maybe security from the Canaanites. We're worried about security, maybe taking your, your wife somewhere and maybe somebody's going to harm your wife. We're worried about appearances. You know, somebody's going to, they may kill me because you're so beautiful. You know, so so we, we see, and as McGee says, we see Abram is he's thinking like everybody else. He's not thinking in terms of God's going to take care of him and anybody who dishonors you, I will curse them. He's not thinking about that right now. He's thinking about the nitty-gritty. And so God's still working on Abram, perhaps. God wanted to see how he could grow his faith even more. So Abram's left everything. He's in the land of Canaan, but now comes a test to his faith. And he leaves um, this land. And now he's, he's, he's going uh, to Egypt. He's, but once you, start, once you start trusting in your own ways, once you start trusting yourself, now you gotta, now something else comes up. And you got to trust yourself even more. And then something else comes up. you got to trust yourself even more. And pretty soon, you're trusting yourself more and more and more. And God, less and less and less. And that's where it looks like we're seeing Abram go. So, we're going to stop here. We're going to... Uh, usually, I turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. But Matali is... Uh, their, their family is recovering from an illness. Um... um and uh, we pray for Ben. Ben, uh, we're so glad that he's, he's getting better. Um, so soon, I'm sure Matali will be back. Uh, but for, for, for now, this will be it. Uh, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ. And we'll see you back here next time on Monday as we continue our journey through the book of Genesis. God bless you all. We'll see you next time.